0: Okay. Oh, I didn't do a countdown. So we're starting now. Yeah. We're recording. Oh, ew. I just had snot come out of my nose. (laughs) Oh. Oh my God. Starting over. Hello, friends.
1: Oh my. I
0: was going with sensual and dark.
1: I felt like you were a phone sex operator.
0: Welcome to What in the Actual Fuck. I'm Kai.
1: I'm (laughs) Britt. This is uncomfortable. Give the
0: music. All right, friends. Welcome back. Um, So hopefully you guys already realized this is still episode 14, but this is now part two. We are discussing our first serial killer, Robert Hansen. If you have not listened to part one, you definitely need to go back because we're essentially going to pick up right where we left off just in case you're lazy, or you struggle to retain information such as myself, I will give a brief summary. And you can definitely stop me if I've forgotten anything, but who the fuck cares about Robert Hansen and his life? In part one, we discussed how Hansen essentially came out of the womb a total victim in his own eyes. He blamed his, quote, harder, end quote, childhood, and the bullying on why he became an absolute monster. He grew up working long hours as a young boy with his strict father in his bakery. He was described as being quiet and timid. Hansen developed a stutter when he was forced to use his right hand, and even though he was only naturally left-handed. I still don't understand that, but that's wild. As he went into his adolescent years, Hansen did have some pretty gnarly acne, and that did result in acne scars as an adult, but... This just made the kids want to bully him even more. Girls love rejecting him, and that is why he just had so much hate for them. Robert took to bow hunting. He became extremely good as a marksman, even holding records down the road in his life, and this will become very relevant in part two. Again, guys, let's talk about it real quick. Bullying is never acceptable. We can't have it. We don't tolerate it. But that does not give you the excuse to turn into one of America's most horrific and prolific serial she killers.
1: Is on a roll, people, I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. There
0: you go. Um <laughs> Here's my thing, because here I'm already at. Hanson spent a year in the Army Reserves, and he was married twice. I looked hard into the Army Reserves, bro, <laughs> and I got no more information on it. That was it. Okay. We're just going to skip ahead. He was arrested for less intense crimes throughout his early years, like petty theft and the arson, remember. He burned down the school bus garage, claiming that it was revenge for all the bullies that did him harm. And during this time, because he served a very light Sentence for the arson. His first wife left him, and that just yet again added more fuel to that fire of hating women. It was also claimed that while Robert was in and out of jail, he was diagnosed with having bipolar disorder disorder and... Quote, infantile personality, end quote. Have you heard of that? Infantile personality?
1: I haven't heard of infantile personality yeah. as like a disorder or diagnosis, but I mean, it might have been something Maybe back then back. that
0: has developed into something else. Yeah. Gotcha. And even on all the accounts on his records, they showed that he would be an absolute danger to society if he was let out. Yet Hansen somehow kept getting out of jail and rarely spent a lot of time in the actual system. Robert ended up picking up his wife then and his kids, and they moved to Anchorage, Alaska. During the 1970s, Anchorage was definitely a rougher time. There was a lot of crime in the downtown area and many sex workers frequently worked there. Hansen opened up his own bakery and pretty much everyone in that area just saw him as the happy baker man and he was yeah. devoted to his family. I don't under, I don't understand it. but what was interesting, and I have like his quotes at the end, the one cop and he was actually the prosecutor during the time and worked on Hansen's case. He said the same thing. He was like, you see him, and we all thought it was this. And then during interrogations, he was like, it was honestly scary. Like, it just morphed into something else.
1: Well, a lot of people put on that facade. They know what people in society want to see. Exactly. And they know how to disguise their true intentions. Right.
0: He became a well-respected man in the community, but he was completely hiding his true nature. Robert began truly escalating from petty crimes. He was arrested twice. First time for abduct, abducting and attempting to rape a housewife. And the second time for actually raping a sex worker. Again, he should have been locked out, but he somehow managed to get out of it early. We finally jump back into the 1980s when Cindy Paulson escaped from Hansen. Yeah. So you remember that whole situation. She yes. said what he did to her. Police were able to track her down at the two motels that she had skipped off to and took her statement. Definitely remember how Cindy explained everything. Everything about his yeah, house, the, the plane, the place. his yeah. stutter, everything. So Hanson had offered her money for oral sex. It
1: is going in hot. They in had
0: an agreement. Wow. Look, this case, I have been so deep in it for the past like three weeks uh, at this point, because we're now we're on we two are recording, and I'm not gonna lie, I've about had it with Robert. So I'm just I am a little eager <laughs> to be the point done. Of, like,
1: stuttering.
0: <laughs> I am because now I'm just I'm reading over everything that I've read at least fifty. 50 times today already. Right, and right. I just, I'm done with that. There's it no it.
1: judgment. I'm just saying. you were. Woo! This might be a cookie.
0: No it's not because I'm just trying to get through the recap.
1: Go girl recap. Alright. So Cindy
0: explained they had their transaction but once they were done Robert pulled a gun on her, took her to the house, chained her to the wall by her neck, repeatedly raped and tortured her for hours. He then was attempting to go show Cindy his cabin in the woods and put her into the plane that he has. She was the one escaped out of that car, ran and got help from someone that was driving by. He took her to Two motels and the police finally caught up to her. Again, (laughs) if none of that is ringing a bell, you guys need to go and listen to part one. I just think it is important. Here we go. We're ready. Like I just stated, I left at the moment of police are walking up to this guy's house and they're like, okay, weird. Uh, Cindy has like said all of these things about the house. She'd already identified his plane as soon as they knock on the door, the door opens and they're like, "What the fuck?" They knew it was Robert, but everything in the way Cindy described him because obviously Cindy didn't know Robert the way the police do. Right. They're like this has to be it. So they're a little they're a little weirded out. out. Weirded out to say the least. Okay. Robert was taken in and he began his slimy snake routine. <laughs> He admitted to officers that, oh yeah, he did know Cindy, and yes, they absolutely engaged in sex. Yet, what he told officers was that Cindy was just trying to give him the shakedown. He explained that she was angry when they engaged in oral sex. She then apparently was like, well, no, you're gonna pay me more. And Robert's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he's claiming that's why she's making up this crazy story. Essentially, Robert told police that Cindy was extorting him and that's why she made this up. Robert was even then able to provide a very strong alibi, including cops went and talked to the friend and they vouched for him on his whereabouts at the time of Cindy's abduction and torture. According to True Crime Edition, Robert's friend vouched for him, saying that they spent the first part of their day working on his plane. Then later that night, Hanson went at his friend's house and they were planning a fishing trip together. And now cops are like, when did he
1: have time? to have sex with Cindy. It could have been, yeah. Consensual. And
0: that's where I don't even think they knew, because now they're like, well, fuck. Now this, now we're really unsure. Because what you're gonna see is, like I had stated in the beginning, Robert was kind of like, I don't want to say like so well respected that like everyone like, ooh, he right. never could have. But I'll read it lot. at some point. Reputation. Right, but it was like, cops used to go into his bakery and yeah. eat there. They knew him. He never gave them the means of thinking that. He was a weaselly little loser. <sighs> so everyone just didn't think he was capable of this shit. And then Cindy, of course, she was an underage sex worker at the time, so they weren't quite sure. And then you add in a friend straight up vouching and they had matching stories. The cops are like, what the fuck, man? This is out of control. Hansen felt so confident knowing that he had an alibi and he was feeling empowered by all of this, right? Uh He told police that they could search his property and car right then and there. Cops are like, well, what the fuck? This is when they became torn. And everything in that house was exactly as Cindy described it. But unfortunately, there was no real evidence there to tie Cindy of being abducted and held there right right and that's where, in part one, corrections corner, in part one, I had said something about the shoes. Bro, I think that's another case. And I haven't yeah. been able to figure out the case because I've read over this all. <laughs> I don't know whether I just morphed one into the other. But anyways, Cindy, you're still a boss-ass bitch. But she did not leave her shoes in there, but she didn't need to because she was just that badass and she, she got her shit figured it out story. anyway. Oh, God. With no evidence aside from this so-called story of a young sex worker, the fact was this well-respected businessman in the area did have a straw. Alibi, So Hanson was released. Some police believe Cindy and others actually didn't believe her at all. Mostly being, like I had said, the police frequently went to Hanson's bakery and they believed him to be a truly family-oriented man and a happy baker. According <laughs> happy to baker. Frank Rothschild, the assistant direct attorney who actually tried Hanson's case, told A&E True Crime that police were still hesitant even with Cindy's incredible memory of the horror that she endured. And he said, quote, well, the cops went there for coffee a lot of the times end quote meaning I think they were all truly like we don't know what to fucking believe in this right now during this time Alaskan state troopers were positive that a serial killer was already on the loose yeah and they were talking to Cindy or they were talking to Hanson about the abduction and rape of one woman they weren't necessarily thinking it was him okay not only had, s- had multiple sex workers and dancers appeared to go missing over a couple years, but now the bodies were beginning to be discovered. Two bodies have been... Bo- <laughs> oh, man. Mm, this pronunciation. Okay. Two bodies have been found in the Mantanuska-Susitna Valley. I think that was better than the first time that was I good. attempted it, was good. it. I've listened to the pronunciation thing multiple times. It was nice. I liked it. Upon further investigation, police also discovered a point two two three shell casing that was nearby both bodies. Since police knew that Hanson owned a rifle, that required those exact bullets. Now, along with Cindy's testimony, he became their prime suspect. Authorities just needed to find the actual proof. This is when they called in the FBI. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Is that your FBI noise? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. It just does not make me excited to talk about this part, though. So the FBI became involved with this horrific case, including FBI agent John Douglas. Now, for those of you who have never watched a show on Netflix called Mind Hunters, go and fucking watch it. This show is a Essentially, based on the true events and characters that created the field of criminal profiling,
1: and it's really good.
0: It is an amazing show, and I'm obsessed with it. The reason I'm mentioning it, mentioning it, is because the main character is actually based on John Douglas. Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> this part fascinates me. John Douglas began putting together a psychological profile of the killer, all based on just the details of the case, the injuries that were inflicted upon the bodies that had been found, and testaments from Cindy. He had actually theorized the killer would be an experienced hunter, had low self-esteem, and had a history of being rejected by women. John even included it was likely the killer had a stutter and would keep souvenirs of his victims. I don't understand the stutter thing, I feel like constantly comes in in the most mind-blowing facts, and I feel as though I'm the Only one hung up on that. And everyone's just like, oh, wow. But I'm like, how? (laughs) I don't understand. You're telling me that you've looked at the horrible, like, brutal murder I was going to say brutality of a murder. But the brutal murder of of these women. And Uh you look at it and you're like, he has a stutter. He has a stutter. I know it. I can see it in the bodies. I can see it. You're lying to me. (laughs) You're lying to me. Because I feel like, look, I would have been a very good detective. I would have been great in the law enforcement type area. But I would not have understood that. But I'm also not an FBI profiler. So maybe that just (laughs) makes more sense. (laughs) And then I put in my notes, guys, tell me how fucking wild that is. To draw these extremely accurate Traits, just simply based on the evidence directly in front of you. Yeah. It's fucking mind blowing. What in the actual fuck? Alright, Brittany. Brittany's just over here like riding some type of like crazy high.
1: Me? You're a powerhouse speaking at like 40 miles per hour over there. That's not even that fast. I'm like 90 in a 65.
0: Oh Lord. Now remember, Robert had already been essentially cleared by the police several times. <laughs> Yeah. But hands and now fit the actual physical description from from Cindy as well as the exact profile from John Douglas. Police then even came across the fact that he owned his own bush plane, which they already knew, but that he had a cabin in the Matanuska Sisna <laughs> Valley. I am sorry if y'all live in Alaska. That's a hard Sisna Valley. You know what I'm saying if you live there. Uh huh. According according to Explorer, this case. Back in 1983, became one of the actual first cases in which legal president from a psychological profile was used to obtain a search warrant for for Hanson's like things, properties, everything. Okay. That's the first time it ever happened. Oh, I know. It's just this part is just so wild to me. (laughs) I just I didn't know it apparently. Once police obtained a search warrant, they quickly began investigating Hansen's plane, car, and both of his homes. In October of 1983, Hansen was taken into custody for the last time. Thank fucking heavens. Yeah. Homeboy does not need to be out roaming the streets. No. Hmm. Hansen, being the well-known, skilled bow hunter, and even though just a hunter in general, had decorated his entire house with hunting trophies and animal heads mounted all over the walls. Yet, what no one knew is that, quote, more trophies, end quote, Hansen had been collecting were to his human victims, but they were just simply hidden in the walls of his basement. In the walls? In the walls. Mm. While searching Hansen's things, police discovered this bag of full-on jewelry from the women that he killed. Ugh. It's terrifying. They also discovered. An aviation map that was hidden behind his headboard of his bed and there were tiny little x's X's all over over the map 24 of them to be exact essentially all the x's were showing the kills and burial sites of his victims some of the x's on the map had already matched where police had located bodies that have already been discovered what's more police like i said they located the stash of jewelry in hansen's basement one of the necklaces was even identified by one of the victims families Mm. According to Odd Stops, they even located newspaper clippings about all the murders too. Just like John Douglas had theorized, Handsome is keeping all of his souvenirs. Prepare yourself, guys. These are the same trigger warnings, but I'm now going to go into what truly happened to these women. Now, these are based on his own claims and what authorities pretty much thought in terms of once they finally started piecing everything together. If torture's not your thing, rape, assault, things of that nature, maybe just skip ahead to the... The very end oh maybe this will be a quickie Hansen mainly targeted sex workers and exotic dancers from around anchorage According to Explore North, based on Roberts' looks, Whitman didn't believe that they had any reason to fear him. One of his rape victims, because again, he's said to have killed at least seventeen. Right, right. But But on top of that, thirty plus rapes. Yeah. Yeah. He had twenty-four exes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about the the whole. Yeah. But thirty plus just rapes. Yeah. One of his rape victims had reported, "quote He looks like a perfect dork." End quote. Damn. He is a fucking dork. He
1: is. Have you seen the pictures of him? Oh, he's a
0: total loser. According to Oxygen, Hansen would pay women for sex, then subdue them by gunpoint and rape them. Most of the rapes were never reported, and his victims accumulated rapidly over the year because he would terrify them into going silent. Mm -hmm. He would continue his brutal assault by kidnapping some of the women and either flying or driving them to his cabin in the remote Alaskan wilderness. Now, if these women didn't really fight him, like he'd rape them, he would torture them. Well, if they weren't that big of a struggle, he would just bring them back to town. Okay. Threatening them into secrecy. Right. For the women who did put up a big fight, their horrific nightmare was only beginning. It would end in their death. These women that were fighting for their life, even after have suffered through hours of rape and torture, would be released naked into the wilderness outside of Hanson, cabin. Mm -hmm. Robert's favorite spot tended to be along the, I believe it's K'nick River. It's K-N-I-K but I looked up the pronunciation. I'm pretty sure it's the K'nick River. As a woman would take off running, they initially believed all they had to do was just to make it somewhere safe and they would live through their already horrific trauma that they've struggled through. Little did they know Robert had begun hunting them, just like the animals he had mounted on his walls. He would slowly, taking his time, track these poor women for hours, sometimes even days. Uh-uh. at a time, armed with his hunting knife, and a .223 caliber Ruger mini 14 rifle, Robert would track, stalk, and ultimately kill these women, shooting them as if they truly were prey and just disposing of their bodies. According to a 1984 New York's Time report, Hanson essentially killed women because they had rejected him most of his life. Seriously, Robert, grow the fuck up. Like, that's your that's your whole thing you that you're holding and on and to? That's life. what I'm saying. Like, let go, boy. <sighs> Get like, Just be honest. Like, you're one of America's most prolific guy. That he's never going to be a good guy. But well, as a kid, no, can't now. You're one of the most prolific killers like stop pretend oh, they've always rejected They're me. So like you little fucking it. loser.
1: And it wasn't these
0: women. <gasps> it just annoys me. Like don't blame your horrific reign on the terror and the fact that these women just didn't want you. Or maybe if you weren't such a piece of shit to begin with maybe they would have liked you. and maybe would have wanted it. you. It's doubtful though because you just suck. <clears throat> In 1984 faced with all the evidence against him Robert finally confessed. He was like alright gigs up. He was already and they ain't letting him out this time. Uh-uh. Especially they found the jewelry, the aviation map. Cindy. Cindy's like, you ain't going nowhere, motherfucker. He just was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, I did it. He had told authorities he had murdered 17 women along with raping another 30. Good As Lord. part of a plea bargain, Robert was only charged for four of the 17 murders that he actually confessed to. The other reason being, and we'll get into this in a hot second, they couldn't bring evidence towards it. Yep. They couldn't find some of the bodies. You they, gotta
1: get them with what you have.
0: Well, it's also like some of these bodies are out in the Alaskan wilderness for years. Yeah. They succumb to the animals and the elements and there's just no way to tie them back to him. Nope. It's terrible. It is. Uh, according to Strange Outdoors, many believed he w- he actually killed 24 women given that there were 24 exes on the map. But even upon, they dissected the areas. Like, wherever an ex was, they would, like, go there and, like, fan out upon, like, yeah. hundreds of miles trying to find some stuff. Unfortunately, they could never found any remains and there was never evidence to truly support this. So Robert had his proof plea deal in saying oh well yeah you can only confess to four as long as you help us locate the remaining bodies. Okay. He's like oh yeah I'm gonna do that. (sighs) He technically did. Eight remains of the women were found and this was already on top of the five that were discovered but still to this day there are bodies that have not been found. There is one identity in and of itself she has never been identified. She's never gotten her real name back.
1: They have her remains though? They do. I'm surprised with today with like ancestry and everything. And you'll see
0: why which is very sad like it's i just think that they suffered such a horrible way to go out and then years go by maybe they didn't have family that was looking for them or maybe there was just no way to tie them to Robert. or alaska and he's in alaska's wilderness yeah. yeah like it's just sad that even after suffering through all of that they don't even get their name back no. It's horrible. And that's why this case is such like a big one for me. I just think that the women deserved to at least have their names talk about. You know, let's discuss them, even though, unfortunately, there really isn't that much on them, and it's right. sad. Authorities had only solid evidence to convict Hansen for the murder of Sherry Morrow, Joanna Messina, and then Yuclutna Annie, and that's your unfortunate one woman that has never been mm-hmm. identified, and Paula Goulding. He was also charged for the kidnapping rate of Cindy. Which is good. Hansen was finally sentenced to... To 461 years in prison, plus life without the possibility of parole at Spring Creek Correctional Center in Seward, Alaska. According to Strange Outdoors, Prosecutor Frank described Hansen as a, quote, evil genius, end quote. He explained how during in during interrogations, Hanson would just transform right in front of their eyes. He would go from, quote, a nerdy little guy, end quote, into a, quote, certain evil genius, end quote. Ugh. That, to me, is terrifying. I
1: think that's the most terrifying thing of about humans yeah. is the ability to hide who you really are.
0: I don't think it, it's not as difficult to do as you might think unless you have like true like malicious intent like he came in and he was hiding his shit well, but he I'm knew I'm gonna go kill people. people who right. Just, yeah.
1: They're mean but they pretend to be right. nice. No. That doesn't bother
0: me. No. They like to be nice in the beginning but they were actual true bitches at heart. It's like it's not that hard to see their true intention. No. But for someone like this Well no one got
1: past the surface level of him. Wow. They were eating at his bakery yeah. and stuff. They don't really, they're not his friends.
0: But even, again, like, I'm almost curious, and I'm not going to go into that because I don't believe that his wife had anything to do with it. I don't right. believe that, and there's no, like, theory that, like, they did. His kids had nothing to do with it. I'm just wondering, did she ever have an inkling? How was he did with ever her? See side of it? Right. I just have to Probably know. Probably not,
1: because it sounds like he wanted to build a life that overshadowed who
0: he really was. Very true. In 2014, Hansen died in the same correctional facility that he had been confined to, but honestly who fucking cares. To end, because I refuse to leave this two-part episode based on Robert Hansen, we're gonna talk about the victims of him. Like I said in part one, a lot of these women were in, unidentified for years. Though, Hansen was supposed to be helping police, like cooperating with them. Many times, he would just oh, I don't know her. Oh, I've never interacted with her. Okay. Pretending like he didn't actually help them. But upon using the map of exes, it would lead police right to the bodies. So, like a dumbass. And, and no, it's like, oh, you didn't interact <clears throat> with her? So why Why is her location on an ex that's in your house hidden behind your headboard, bro? Come on now. Stop lying, Hanson. It annoys me. Let's talk about each of the victims and give them the true respect that they deserve. That's what I want to end on. Yep. Please forgive me if I do not pronounce these names correctly. I feel like I'm going to have to say this for the rest of my life because guys, it's just like names are hard. Some words are not spelled the way they're supposed to be said and it's very sad. (sighs) Celia, quote, Beth, end quote, Van Zanten went missing around December 22nd, 1971. She was only 18 years old at the time and living with two of her three brothers. Her body was discovered at McHugh Creek State Park, which is close to Anchorage. Her chest had been completely sliced with a knife and she was bound, showing signs of sexual assault. Mm. Megan Sobon Emrick went missing in July of 1973 at only 17 years old. She was last spotted leaving her dorm laundry room while attending the Seward Skill Center for Boarding. So like a boarding school. Hansen denied to authorities having killed Megan, but admitted that he was in Seward that day she went missing, not to mention the ex that was on the map where she was located. Right. Hansen apparently told an inmate that he transported Megan to his cabin. She put up a fight, so he released her into the wilderness and hunted her. That's
1: disgusting. It's
0: honestly- That's terrifying. That sounds like the most horrible way. It's- I just don't know how you do that to another human being. And especially someone that's not done anything. An innocent young 17-year-old girl. How you do that to her? I can't imagine the horror that they, like, suffered through. Mm -mm. Mary Kathleen Phil was 22 years old when she went missing in July of 1975. She had gone into town with a friend and she was never seen from or heard again. Hansen admitted that he had killed her and discarded her body in the Resurrection Bay, which had an X on the map. Joanna Messina was 24 years old when she went to dinner with Hansen on May 19th, 1980. After an engagement, they engaged. Hansen then refused to pay Joanna. Joanna. He drove her to a distant place by the snow river and shot her twice with a .22 revolver. Roxanne Easlin was 24 years old when she vanished. She was living with her boyfriend in Anchorage, Alaska, and she had said she was going to meet up with an unnamed man. She was never seen from or heard again. Lisa Futrell was 44 when she went missing in 1980. She worked at a nightclub in Anchorage and had been kidnapped by Hanson. She was reported missing by her two housemates after not returning home. She was discovered in 1984, wow. so four years later. Yeah in a gravel pit, not far from the old Kenick Bridge. Like I said, Hansen's favorite spot. This is gonna become a big one. Sherry Morrow was 23 years old and she was a topless dancer that disappeared in 1981. And you guys, I'm gonna say, if they're a topless dancer, they're a topless dancer. If they're a sex worker, they're a sex worker. I do not believe that anyone should feel shame or embarrassment for what they do as a living. You do you and don't give a fuck. So I'm gonna like say that proudly with you. She told her friends that she was meeting a photographer who wanted to take pictures of her. Her body was discovered in a shallow grave off the Kinnick River by hunters. She was identified by her remains. What's interesting is, and this is where people were like starting to piece together what he would do to these girls. A lot of the times if they weren't found years later, you know, their body had succumbed to elements and, you know, wildlife. So they couldn't really put this together until they did find girls. The interesting thing about her was she had been shot three times in her back. The casings were found nearby and they matched Hansen's rifle. What was weird to police, though, was that she had been then fully clothed. And there were no bullet holes in her back or like through her shirt. Right. So like I said what he mm-hmm. would do. He would make sure they were released into the wilderness naked. He would hunt them, find them, kill them and then redress, and redress them. them after. Right. I don't really understand the psychology behind that part because he's not showing remorse. I essentially, what what I think he was doing was trying to cover the fact that he was hunting these women. Yeah. It's disgusting. This confirms that the fact that Sherry was sent into the wilderness, terrified and naked, only to be hunted down by Hanson and shot. Andrea Mona, quote, fish, end quote, artillery, was 24 years old when she went missing. She was last seen getting into a taxi to go to the Bonaface Mall in Anchorage. Friend said Andrea told him she was meeting an unnamed man who is going to do a photo shoot with her, photo shoot with her, not a shit, and perform some exotic dances. Kay. Her necklace was one of the ones that was identified in Hansen's wall of trophies. It was just a f- a little necklace with a fish on it. AKA that was her nickname fish. Mm. Mm. Andrea's body was never discovered. But Hanson confirmed to authorities, yeah, he abducted her, bound her. She put up a fight after sexually assaulting her, released her out into the woods, and hunted her down. That's the only reason that they knew she was one of the victims, even though her body and her remains weren't found, because of her necklace. Wow. Mm. And what he said he had done to her, he had shot her, and then he weighed her body down into the Kinnick River. It was never seen from her or found. Sue Luna was 23 years old, and she vanished in 1982. She had volunteered to do a photo shoot with a nightclub patron. She was found in 1984, Hanson confirming he hunted her in the forest like a, quote, animal, end quote, before shooting her. Mm. Delin quote, sugar, end quote, Frey, mm. was only 22 years old when she was last seen, though she was never actually reported missing. Again, that's what's hard. It's, you know, back in the 70s in a crime-ridden area. It was just a lot going on and maybe well like we
1: said before like you know sometimes when sex workers or runaways or people like that do go missing people don't know yep they didn't have contact with you know their families and stuff right
0: exactly and that's why I think he knew this was the opportune place to play out all of his fucked up fantasies well that
1: and these are marginalized and oppressed people that they're the easiest to target because they're vulnerable
0: right Her body was found along the Kinnick River. What's wild about her was it wasn't until 1989 that Day Lynn, I'm just going to call her Sugar, was actually identified because an Alaskan state trooper had actually recognized her jewelry in Ah. Hanson's possession. So again, the jewelry thing came back. Paula Goulding was 30 years old when she went missing in 1983. She was a dancer in Anchorage and was kidnapped by Hanson. She was shot and found along the Kinnick River in a shallow grave in 1983 as well. She had been shot, redressed, and then buried, but her clothes were completely untouched. So again, I don't know if he's trying to hide up the fact that he was hunting and stalking and like torturing these women or not.
1: Right, I don't... That's really weird. It's weird.
0: I think it's Malai Larson was 28 years old when she was reported missing in 1981. She was a topless dancer and her body had been discovered in a parking lot close to the Kenick River Bridge. Teresa Watson was 22 years old when she was last seen in Anchorage in 1983. She had told her roommates an unnamed man offered her $300 in exchange for an hour or two of company. She was never heard from again. Hanson abducted and hunted her in the woods. But given the ground was frozen and he was unable to bury her, being the piece of shit he was, left her where she fell. And she wasn't even discovered until two years later. Mm. Well, one year. Maybe a year and a half, but yeah. still. Well, can't bury her. Bye. And walks away. You're gross, man. He's like, you're fucking gross. Just has no... God, Lord. I'd like to hunt him if he was still life. alive. Yeah. Angela Lynn. I think it's veteran, was 24 years old when she was last seen on 4th Avenue in 1983. Angela was reported missing by the nightclub owner that she worked for. Her body was discovered on a small lake near the figure, it's figure 8 lake in Anchorage, Alaska. Her fight, I think it's figure 8 lake. I don't know why my notes say fight. I'll (laughs) I'll correction corner it later, man. Tamara, aka Tammy Pedersen, was 20 years old when she last spoke to her parents in 1982. Mm. Her body wasn't found until Hanson confessed to the police and showed them on a map where they could find her she was located a mile located a mile and a half from the old kinnick bridge in 1984 now finally the last person to be identified is considered they called her for the longest time quote horseshoe harriet end quote again a lot of these girls until their remains were found they were just described as the areas that they had been found by right she was known as horseshoe harriet for 37 years that was insane Thankfully, in 2021, authorities were actually able to identify her through genetic genealogy and they got a DNA match. According to Nine News, the victim's name was Robin Pelkey. She was 19 years old at the time of the murder and living on the streets of Alaska in the early 1980s. Nine News continued to say that Hansen told investigators that, eh, she was a ser- sex worker and I abducted her from downtown Anchorage sometime in the winter of 1983.
1: Like, he she, just gives no shit He doesn't, anyone. he
0: doesn't care and that's the sad part. Like, it's just so terrible like, for these women. Like, you were just women.
1: unlucky if you encountered yeah, him. Yeah, that was it. Just, oh, she was shit. just
0: a sex worker. She was just Ugh. a sex worker. No, bitch. That's a human that's being. Somebody's
1: daughter, sister, Gosh. mother.
0: Yeah. She had been stabbed and shot, but her remains were so scarce that there was no way to tell if there was actually sexually harassment. But come on, guys. There's, let's be honest. The pattern is there. Yeah. We, we know what was happening we to these poor her. women. At this point, one person today has still not been identified. Again, there are probably, there could be so many more victims than a lot of people do believe there are, but given the location, the wilderness, the elements, the animals, there is no way to prove it. (sighs) She is known as Eklutna Annie. Aklutna Annie could be between 16 and 25 years old when she had disappeared. She had been discovered by a construction crew in 1980 in a shallow grave near Eklutna Lake Road. Her body had suffered so much decay and had been ravaged by the wildlife that there was no real way to even identify her at all. Hansen claims, oh yeah, this was my first victim and I accidentally killed her. I didn't mean to. His story was, after raping her, she tried to flee out of the car, so he stabbed her in the neck multiple times and just threw her into a shallow grave. What the hell? She, to this day, has (coughs) still not been identified. (coughs) We can obviously greatly appreciate that most of the victims have been properly laid to rest. We can only hope that, you know, including Annie and any other names that have been lost to such a vicious killer will have their identities returned at some point in the future. But that is the case of our first serial killer, Robert, Pisa garbage, butthole, pimple man,
1: Hanson. Horrible person. Just, it's disgusting.
0: And like I said, I watched a lot of like the YouTubes, the documentaries, yeah. and they show, you know, brief snippets of like his interviews. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, she, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've interacted with her. Oh, that was just that one sex worker. He was just, like, acting as if he was just, like, going like they're through. they're not human beings. Right. Like, he was just, like, walking through a normal day and, like, talking about how maybe he got, like, in a fender bender. Gross. Mm, I know. Did that one end up being a quickie? Uh. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, part two was a quickie. I can't help it, though. When I get passionate. You were
1: hopping right along this Uh, time
0: because it was like the first full part like then I'm like okay making sure I go through my details and then I had to make sure that I was saying it correctly but then I'm like I'm gonna give a fuck about this kid I already talked about him I wanted to make sure that we ended on the victims that we do know of and I wanted to just at least say a little bit about them because I think that they believe it more than like I don't even know what Hansen died of I don't give a fuck what he died of he he deserved to die a slow painful torturous death oh what he got wasn't good enough no but all I know is that he died in 2014 I didn't give a fuck because then I was like after that I'm gonna go don't through care. and I'm gonna look at each and every girl and I'm gonna write about them their ages when they left that was perfect all that good stuff I
1: hope I mean obviously that's nothing you know mm. what we do as is- Much as we can to honor the victims, but
0: I mean, yeah, there's just there's there's no way to even bring, especially
1: like it's a slightly older case, so it's hard to find information. There's no like social media pages or anything.
0: But I did find it very cool that this was one of the first cases about you know using a profile profile. to get like a search warrant. They had never done that before, and even we know, like watching the show. And again, yes, guys, it's a Netflix show. It's dramatized. We get it. Maybe not everything is accurate. (laughs) Understood but they did a lot of research on that show and they tried to make it a very accurate representation. And from what we know, back in that time, people did not think that criminal and psychological profiling was even like remotely accurate. But it is. It is. Because look at that shit. I John Douglas, it. you you motherfucker. You you're smart. I can build those profiles. Oh, Brittany's going to start building <laughs> profiles. Hopefully she doesn't start with I'll me. I'll start with Kylie. No. Oh, my gosh. I going to be immediately locked up. Lauren. Yeah. All right. You have next week. We are resuming normal. Yep. Are you going to give us a
1: hint? Nope. Or not. Huh? I don't even know
0: yet. I know. You don't even know yet? Dude. I'm not going to lie. When did I have time to even pick out a case? True, true. I've got like, I mean, you want to, you go look at my folder. I have like a little folder and it says all the the cases I'm ready. Oh no. Well, all the cases I looked at, I've never heard of them. So guys, we hope you enjoyed that. That was our first two parts. (laughs) Thanks for bearing with. It was kind of like the first. I did a great job. Yeah. Good research. Brett helped as well as a collab. So (sighs) I'm so glad. It's over. To be done with him. Like. I instantly. I woke up this morning and I was fine. And then I went downstairs to my room and I realized my laptop was there and I was like, I have to fucking talk about Robert today. And I came back upstairs and you're like, Are you okay? Yeah, she and I was switched like, Switched moods I was real in quick. a bad fucking mood because yeah. that's how much of a piece of shit this bro was. She and-
1: went from like she was all peppy when she came up and I was like, Oh, good morning. How are you? And then she went downstairs. She came back up and it was angry. Kylie. I know. And I was like, um. It's just like, a thought of, of him, for it right like, now.
0: <laughs> if he were alive, I would go and break him out of jail, but then I would hunt him. Yeah. But he's Oh, like, he
1: deserves to be hunted. He'd probably like it.
0: He'd probably, oh, I would make sure he didn't like it.
1: I'd rather just take him in a room and torture him.
0: Mm. Well, that would come after, but like how body pieces off, yep. Except not with a. Not with a. Well, he did it with his rifle, but still. I was going to say, right. not with a bone arrow. We'll save our daydreams for later. That we shall. Until next time, friends. Bye. Bye.